Live streaming provided by Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Video. Visit tunein.alphageekradio.com to learn more. Finally, Friday is being brought to you this week by Major Spoilers VIP and Patreon members from around the world. Av, you can show your thanks and you can support shows like this by heading over to patreon.com slash majorspoilers, signing up today. Get all sorts of extra goodies behind the scenes and uh, maybe one of those cool t-shirts. Find out more at patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Well, hello everyone. It is finally Friday. Uh, the last Friday of 2017, and uh, the only thing that I'll say is good riddance. I'm so ready for 2017 to be over, but I do want to spend a little bit of time with you and our great guest this week, one Ashley Victoria Robinson. How are you oh, doing, Ashley? Hello, I'm doing so well. How are you? <laughs> well, it's uh, after the holidays. Mm. Uh, the kids are all home. And as of five minutes ago, they were running through the house yelling and screaming. So if people hear like doors slamming or it sounds like the house is coming apart at the seams, two kids, it's what is it? It's well, it's actually a little warm today. 41 degrees. It was only supposed to be 17 for the high today, but they have a little bit of uh, pent up energy. So if you hear that, that's what they're doing. It's because the house is coming apart. <laughs> the house is coming apart with two kids. Yes. Ashley, you had some time off. I did. And uh, you went to the Great White North for I the holiday. Did. How was, was that? So cold. I'm uh, sure. We had a major storm. There's another major cold front that's all over the eastern United States and eastern mm -hmm. Canada right now, which I'm glad we missed. Um, it was minus 26 Celsius one day, Ugh. and I think minus 30 Fahrenheit and minus 30 Celsius are where the scales line up. So. Yeah. Uh, it was about that cold. Uh, didn't wind up doing a lot because it's too cold to go outside. All the snot freezes in your nose and your eyelashes freeze to your face. And, yeah. Ah, I, memories. <laughs> I've been there. For some reason, uh, we have um, water barrels outside to collect rainwater. Mm -hmm. And like uh, about two months ago, I drained them because I was like, oh, it's going to get cold soon. Probably around the end of October. I was like, I'll drain these. I drained them. And then I guess there was some more rain coming and I knew I wanted to try to water a tree one more time. So mm -hmm. I closed off the valves and yesterday I found two of them tipped over in the yard and I was like, what's going on? I realized they had filled up with water and tipped themselves over because it was completely turned to ice and oh, I burst two of my, yeah, they did expand and I burst two of my, uh, rain barrels. So I'm a little disappointed about that, but uh, at least I don't have animals on the outside and don't have to worry about them. But yeah. If you do have animals in this cold weather, cats, dogs, raccoons, squirrels, whatever your pet may be, bring them in in this cold weather because uh, it is not nice to uh, have your animals outside in, in those freezing temperatures. Well said. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, what, what, what else is going on in your world? What other fun things have you done on your holiday vacation? Did you get anything cool for the for the holiday? Um, I got a lot of really cool stuff for the holiday because I get very spoiled. Um, I could actually go get it and show you. Okay. I got an original Tony Daniel piece of art. Hang on, I'll Ooh, go get it. Ooh, very nice. Uh, the chat room is filling up. I see that uh, Jarmo is there. Kekisto, I think is how you Kekisto is how you say your name. Uh, I've also we're also streaming on Twitch, and so if you're there on Twitch, uh, feel free to say hello as well. I've got those uh, chat comments popped up as well. And now here's Ashley going to show us 
this fantastic piece of art. I'm going to move back a little bit. So this okay. is from uh, Battle for the Cowl by Tony Daniels, oh, yeah, one yeah, of my yeah. favorite comic artists. Oh, and, very um, neat. I'm going to try it. So there's Nightwing right here. Yeah. Which is super cool. And there's Robin right here. And he's got the Robin balls. Yeah. And then uh, down here, there's Squire from Knight and Squire, uh -huh. which are like the British versions of uh, Batman and Robin from that Battle for the Cowl, Death of Bruce Wayne era. Yeah. that's um, And that's a relatively recent, that's a relatively, relatively recent issue, like within the last five years. Yeah. Um, I've always, I've been a fan of his for a really long time. Um, and Jason Edmund is a great man and he bought that for <laughs> Christmas. And then I have something else that I could show you. Okay. Um, that you know about, but I don't know if anyone else knows about. We got these amazing Jupiter Jet uh, wooden ornaments. Yeah, check those out. Steven sent us, and they're the most beautiful things, and I don't know what to do with them because I don't want to just put them on the Christmas tree in December. We were trying to think of somewhere clever to display them. Maybe um, maybe soak them in an essential oil and hang them from your rearview mirror so Ooh. that it smells up, uh, smells up your car. They smell pretty good right now. Yeah, so <laughs> like... That those ornaments are a direct result of a Christmas present that was supposed to arrive three years ago for me. Oh, really? And, yeah. And so uh, I got a laser cutter three years ago, but because the company delay, 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 it didn't arrive until right after Thanksgiving. And then we had to do a bunch of uh, reorganization in the house mm -hmm. so we could move some tables around and everything to store it, to put it out in the garage because it's a big machine. I know you go to the Glowforge website and it looks like it's it's something you can just set on your kitchen counter, uh, but it's pretty massive. And so um, I ran through all the basic tutorials and I was like, well, I need to figure out how to create my own designs and cut them. And I was like, uh, why not create an ornament? And, uh, you know, there's this great uh, silhouette of uh, Jupiter Jet yeah. And, I, and I believe the first issue had just come out. And so I, I flopped it there on the scanner, scanned it in, dropped, went into Illustrator, uh, did it, and then uh, literally cut those ornaments in 90 seconds. That's how quick no, it was to, to do that. Yeah, it was 90 seconds. Holy from the time I put the little piece of wood in to the time that it, <laughs> that it cut everything, 90 seconds. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Now I've got another project that, that's coming up that I think is going to be about an hour, hour and a half on the laser cutter and with a laser is cutter uh, you have to sit there and monitor it. So I'm waiting for it to warm up a little bit because the garage is, is really cold and I don't want to sit in the garage for two plus hours <laughs> watching a laser. So is that something that people on the uh, major spoilers YouTube channel can look forward to seeing? Some uh, footage I from? think so because there are some projects that I want to do that are, are directly to uh, uh, towards gaming and comic books, including as, as much as people uh, like the broken token stuff, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people got their their laser cutters, especially the Glowforge cutters, so that they can create their own uh, game inserts. And mm -hmm. the first one that I'm working on right now, I was looking to see if there were like templates for connecting, uh, you know, creating wooden box type structures. Uh, but I've almost got a, a whole design down for the Dresden Files um, card game. Oh, nice. Which yeah. is really, it's a really cool game, but, you know, the storage isn't the best. I mean, it's fine. But I think people want something that's customizable that they can drop their cards into and, and get the different characters and the different books all separated. So uh, that's something that I am I'm probably going to finish up in the next week and uh, do some stuff with that. So, yeah. So 3D printer, laser printer, Lego builds, a whole bunch of videos coming up in 2018 on uh, the Major Spoilers YouTube channel. So other and than also, 
was going to say Go also uh, Twitch. Uh, we've been doing some live stream uh, gaming on Saturdays. I didn't do it last week, but this week we'll be back and we'll do some live stream gaming in the afternoon on Twitch. So go check us out on our uh, Twitch channel, Major Spoilers. So I was going to ask, uh, other than your woodcutter, what was your, what were some gifts that you got for the holidays? Uh, I got some, I know it's silly and stupid, but I got some shirts <laughs> that I'm really great. excited about. They're, they're basically t-shirts. And um, the thing with them is they're, I think they're from a company called Arctic Ice, I think is the company name. But what it does is it wicks moisture off your body mm -hmm. and keeps you cool. And man, I love these. I've been going out walking um, every day for like an hour and it pulls that moisture off my body, keeps me cool. And of course, now when it's, you know, 10 degrees in the morning, that's probably not the <laughs> best thing. But these things are super comfortable. They kind of have a silky feel to them. Uh, but I had mentioned to my wife that, oh, man, I really love these shirts that she had gotten me for my birthday. And so uh, she got me two more for for Christmas. So I really got a kick out of those. And then, of course, if you've listened to our top five uh, holiday snacks, um, we opened some presents early and I was able to open up my uh, Lifesaver book that nice. I that I uh, had down on my top five. So there you go. So that was that was my holiday. We We went to go see my parents and we've just kind of been home ever since. I see a little boy trying to sneak into the room to say hello. Hello, little son. All right. <laughs> now he goes running off. So there you go. Special so that was, that was my holiday. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like how he said his, how you said kids P.E. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like kids P.E. Uh, let's see. Some other people in the chat uh, right now. Let's. I've got a chat thing. Let's pop up the live chat right there. Look at that. Uh, Jarmo says, I may not be a native English speaker and we've got mandatory PE in elementary and middle high school. So those are kids. I'm guessing, uh, physical education. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. 25 degrees when kids outdoor PE is canceled. Yeah. Here, if it's below, I think if it's, if it's 32 or below, which would be what zero Celsius. Yeah, um, I believe so. That's when they don't let the kids go outside. And most days though, at the after school care for the, some of the teachers, if it's below 50, they're like, we're not going outside. Uh, but it really helps them burn off energy. So that's funny. They almost never let us go outside for PE. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was always indoors. They were not going to let us go with the sticks and the twigs. Oh, that's the best part. That is the best <laughs> <Sometimes>. part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else is, what else is going on? What are some things in the comic book news that, uh, that have attracted your attention in the last couple of weeks, Ashley? Um, in the comic book news, Marvel's doing all kinds of weird stuff that I don't understand. In the yeah, slightest. so uh, what is <laughs> it called? It's uh, it's Tap Tap Comics. Yeah, yeah. It's, this was kind of just announced yesterday, and they didn't send out a press release about it, or at least they didn't send me a press release about it. Uh, but it's uh, it's Tap Tap Comics. If you um go to their website, it then address it sends you to the Marvel web version of this thing. And I got to tell you, it's the, the weirdest thing. It is, it's allowing uh, fans to create their own Marvel comics and then share them and distribute them with friends and family and whoever else may want them, which on the surface sounds like a really cool thing. Uh, they've got this little um, uh, launching suit. They've got this little video. I don't I don't know how much I can play of it before we get a, a, a takedown notice, but I'll play it anyway. Usually about 11 seconds. <laughs> yeah. But what it looks like to me is it allows you to create your own characters, which to me looks like they're a bunch of uh, poser characters. And I don't mean poser like in posers or, or, or posers like you hear from the from the Green Lantern. But there's a 3D <laughs> software application called um, 
called Poser that you can load these models up and there's all these controls that allow you to position them into all these different shapes and stuff and then render those out in high quality. So it kind of looks like that's where they're getting the 3D models from of these characters. And then you can put in the word balloons and sound effects and backgrounds and all of these things and then share them, which I guess sounds okay. It, it really reminds me, Ashley, of um, Bitstrips. And if, if you're not familiar with Bitstrips, it's this, uh, used to be a long time ago, the one where you could kind of design your own character and then again pose them in all these different positions, facial expressions, and then create little comic strips. For longtime Major Spoilers fans, you may remember um, the Major Spoilers adventures that Bruce Otter used to do. And those were all done with Bitstrips. And we even had special permission from Bitstrips to uh, create those, export them, and put them up on the Major Spoilers website. Uh, Bitstrips went away, and and if you create your little characters inside of, what is it, Snapchat or Instagram, you know, yeah, you have Facebook, your little I know, bodies. had them for a while, and now they're on Instagram. Yeah, that's the same That's the same company that is d- doing that. Um, the the Bitstrips were really kind of cool because you could really do anything with them, but there was not a unique look uh, between, say, mm-hmm. Major Spoilers and Ventures and somebody else doing something similarly because the art style was the same. And I fear that's the same thing that's going to happen with this Marvel stuff. The idea just, of... Yeah, I go ahead. I was going to say the idea of creating your own Marvel characters... Yeah, I I don't know. What what would you do with this, Ashley? I wouldn't do anything with it. Um, <laughs> I think that... I think the idea that you're making it accessible to a generation of people that want to be a creator, because a lot of people who read comics do want to create them. Right. You're sort of taking away the middleman of having to um, negotiate with and pay a, an art team, um, which, let me tell you, is trying and expensive. Like, I understand that mentality, Um However, I don't know if like a homogenized engine behind that is the right idea. I also don't know if these are going to be, are they Marvel character models or are they original character models? I think and they're then, all Marvel characters. Right. So then there's a copyright problem there. Mm-hmm. If somebody takes it off the platform somewhere else or if someone tries to print it into Shuri, I just think like the, the ABC potential copyright problems. I don't, I don't see what they gain out of it. Um, and I don't really understand what Marvel as a company gains from like a PR standpoint, um, besides the fact that we're sort of sitting here puzzled talking about why they're doing it in the first place. Yeah, I guess I guess that would be right. I mean, I, I don't know. I've, I've deleted the app, but there was an app, a Marvel app um, that you have virtual stickers for yes. your for your instant messages. And again, what does Marvel get from that except a licensing agreement and some money and everything? But for the month and a half that my family was playing with these things. We were tapping and trying to open the packages and sharing the little stickers back and forth. So there is that social aspect of, Mm -hmm. Oh, look at the stickers that I collected and now I'm sharing with my friends and then they get them. And of course that increases the brand awareness of, of the Marvel characters. I think the same thing happens when you create your own comic book where fans can say, Oh, I love squirrel girl or I love Gwen pool or I love Spider-Man. I'm going to create my own little short story for this. Now, I, do, I don't think, and again, we haven't really seen anything besides this, the splash page for this thing. Yeah. I really don't think that there are going to be a lot of 35 and ups creating comics with this <laughs> app, right? I think I this is think really going to be targeted towards tweens. I was going to say, I think you'll probably max out at about 16. Um, this will be great. 
I guess for the children's is. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't just don't know what kind of lifespan this has because as you mentioned, um, we already saw the engine for this like five, eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. At this, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember when that started. Um, and it's come and gone. Yeah. But like many things, this is feels like the, the big conglomerate being sort of late to the party. Um, yeah, maybe. But I I think that there's some really good PR that could be had from this, providing, mm-hmm. and this is the thing, again, you can go and look on other websites because, again, there hasn't been any official announcement from Marvel on this. Uh, there are a lot of restrictions. You can't yeah. show super violence, right? You can't get too violent in, in these comic strips because that might that might upset young children. You can't uh, use Flash bad language. License, no, suge- <laughs> Yeah, you can't use any uh, sexual suggestions. Uh, and these things can be posed. And if you've ever seen some of these poser characters, man, a lot of these uh, uh, lewd, nude, pornographic comic books use poser type things that you see on the web. And you can do a lot of that stuff by posing these characters into different shapes and stuff. In, unless these are just like, here's basic pose number one, two, three, and four. If you, give, if you give creators or fans or whoever that's using this a chance to really position these characters any way they want. Yeah. Then you're going to run into all sorts of problems, but there's like a big long list apparently of things that they don't want you to do with this. If you want to share these comics with other people. So yeah, I really don't know what's going to happen with this. It just seems kind of, I don't know. It seems kind of How do they quality control that though? Like, do you make your strip and then do you submit it to like Marvel PR and no, I, I bet you don't. Back if it's approved, but you know, like, uh, and them them addressing it is just going to make that whole 4chan crowd of people, mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of speaking a broad generalization. But that's just going to make people hop on it even quicker. And I understand that you don't want to not address it, right? But I, uh, I don't know. It's opening an interesting can of worms. It, it really is, and I, I really want to see where this is going because I just think that. I just think the first ones that are going to come out of this are just going to be so over the top ludicrous that the Disney execs are going to say, ah, we really need to rethink this and some invincible maybe... level violence. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but hey, if my eight year old wants to do this or, or, you know, my six year old wants to play with this and create something, a story of his own, I say more power to him. But I, I really don't see someone like me sitting down and going, I'm going to tell a, a, a Spider-Man story. And then try to share it or, and I don't know, I don't know if there's a selling aspect or if it's just a true sharing aspect with this, but here's my, if you are going to use this to try to pitch an idea to Marvel, if you're going to use this to try to create a, your own Marvel comic and try to get attention from it, oh man, would I stay so far away from this because I'm going to bet somewhere in the terms of service, there's a statement that says your story ideas belong to Marvel if they want them. Well, it's the same thing when you enter any of the talent hunts, um, mm-hmm. the Top Gun talent hunt and the DC talent hunt. It states like, you know, if something else similar to this is published, you have no recourse. But it also mm-hmm. states in there, especially in the DC one, like, don't send us your Batman story. Right, right, right. Um, hilariously, the first year that that ran, I was in a comic shop and there was a, another a gentleman in there talking about his entry. And he's like, yeah, I just wrote a Batman script. And I was like, no. <laughs> Stupid! Why did you do that? Do do all original stuff that they can't that they can't own. But I really have a feeling that there might be some opportunities for Marvel to mine for free ideas and and use mm-hmm. them in the future uh, just because of terms of service. And people are going to have to go over that with a fine tooth comb. I mean, is this wouldn't be the first time 
that we've heard of a publishing company. Uh, someone goes in using an assumed name and then maybe even goes and borrows ideas and, and uh, from other people who are trying to break into the industry and under this assumed name goes off and creates uh, comics for a, for a publisher. So Imagine I, would that. Be, I would be super, super, super careful about that. I would, if, if you were, if you were looking to be a comic creator, I don't, I don't think this is a venue for that. I think Steven nailed it. This is something for the children. Mm-hmm. There are some really cool apps that are out there. I don't have them in front of me, but there are some that are teaching you how to draw. There are some that uh, will help you on your iPad or, you know, on your Cintiq or your computer or whatever, learn how to draw characters and poses and they do them very very well some great lessons of course there's uh, a lot of them online my my oldest son likes to watch a drawing with jazza on on youtube and if i think if you just go in and you start watching some of those drawing tutorials and even if you are, are a horrible artist just get something down and draw every day and you know tell your stories the way you want to tell them and maybe it'll go somewhere i mean i get flooded every day with i mean you know, really, really true independent creators who are sharing their Mm -hmm. works with us and saying, Hey, can you promote this? Hey, can you read this? Hey, can you review this? Whatever. Um, and some of it is good quality. Some of it is maybe not so good quality, but at least they're out there trying and they didn't have to use a Marvel app to do it. So I guess what I'm saying is, uh, if you want to create comics, create comics. And as Ashley said, this is probably for the kiddos. I would also like to just add on to that. If you can afford to drop a little bit of money, a lot of Patreon um, or, or, or artists and writers who have Patreons do have lessons and tutorials behind their paywall. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like Cullen Bunn has a bunch of really good ones for yeah. writers. Um, just to plug my own stuff, Jason Inman and I have just put up all of our process pages going from script to the final oh, page cool. of Jupiter Jet. So like depending on who you like and at what level you can contribute, because some people have it at a dollar, some people have it at mm-hmm. $35. Um, you can, a lot of people will, show their process and that can often yep. help you refine your process yeah jim zub is an is one that uh, i yes. support on patreon and what's great about his and i'll just kind of pop this up here real quick what he'll do is he will post the full scripts to comics that he has already published so like avengers 675 he's got uh, uncanny avengers number 30 the full script that you can download and look at and then compare and he's got other things that are in there all of his works that he's done he shares those full scripts uh, to his patrons. And again, depending on what level you're at, you can get some some other things as well. Uh, I know that at one point, um, uh, Bill Willingham, when he was had his, yeah, for his uh, Patreon going on, he was sharing stuff, behind the scenes stuff there. Uh, Jim, or not Jim Zub, uh, Brad Gigar runs a webs comics. What is it called? Web comics something. Uh, but he's been running this even before Patreon uh, was created for, you know, like over a decade, I think where you pay like 40 bucks for a year. And he's giving advice specifically to uh, web comic creators. How do you run your business? How do you set things up? How do you tell a story? How do you keep going? And it's very, very insightful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very insightful. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and then like, like you said, Ashley, for you guys, you have um, stuff there as well. So, Go to Patreon. Go find some artists that you like and see what what they mm-hmm. offer in their Patreon page. Maybe maybe they are, they can help you out there. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, what else did popped up on your radar as of late? Um, there's been a whole bunch of DC TV announcements that I think are super exciting. Krypton mm. got a release date. 
Yes, uh, uh, in we March. Yeah, we knew uh, brr, like a month ago, right after Thanksgiving, that it was going to mm-hmm. be that it was going to debut in March. But I guess it's like what nineteenth through the twenty first, one of those days. It's going Something to officially like debut. Um, I, and then speaking I, of Legion Clubhouse, Brainiac Five is coming to Supergirl finally. Like the first episode back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, he's my favorite Legionnaire, so I'm super yeah, happy. And I, I can't <laughs> wait. I really now he, here's the thing. Uh, I haven't watched uh, Supergirl since season one, you know, faithfully. I'll watch the crossover episodes, but I know that she and Monel had a recent breakup, and she's kind of upset about that. She didn't throw any well, lead. She didn't throw any lead at him apparently, so he's okay. <laughs> but if they're really doing the Legion up right, because I know Saturn Girl has appeared or will appear this she season. She has. Um, so Monel got sent to the 31st century, and then came back and was married to Imra. She's uh, not Saturn girl. Okay. She's really not even Imra. If I'm going to be really nitpicky about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and they've sort of um, been a uh, wayfishly around and not being superheroes, but they're stuck in the 21st century. Okay. Um, and they've not suited up and they've not been super heroic and they've not really done any Legion stuff, but they've sure been there for three episodes. And I, uh, I guess Brainy is showing up next. I really hope that they're <laughs> that they explore the the romance relationship between Brainiac Five and Supergirl that ran through the Legion of Superheroes books and adventure comics for all those years. Where even from the first time that he met her, Brainiac was just like, "Oh, she's so lovely. I love her. I'll do anything uh, for her." And in fact, you know, he uh, uh, saves her life uh, in in her first appearance in that, or when she goes to the to the future. So I'm I'm really excited about that Krypton. I don't know what to think about Krypton because first it's like, okay, it was kind of pitched. A, here's Game of Thrones meets uh, Grandpa Grandpa Superman on on Krypton. And so it could be really yeah. cool from that standpoint. And then at the San Diego Comic-Con, they dropped this huge thing that it's going to have Adam Strange traveling to the past because all of these modern day villains are trying to travel to the past to put the end of Superman. And suddenly I'm like, holy cow, this is going to be a time travel who's who of DC trying to stop Superman before Superman is born. And I, at one hand, I want, I think that's really cool. But on the other hand, what a mess this could be. I think to me, it sounds like that was something that was said and like, Oh, wouldn't this be cool? And then it was like, Oh, now we have to do it. (laughs) Crap. Because it does sound very, it sounds fascinating, but it sounds very complicated what I like about it is there is the potential for this to be set in the same Krypton that we know from Man of Steel, mm-hmm. but this could be a merging timeline. So it's in the DC movie universe, but it's not. It's like parallel to that. Because aesthetically from the trailers, it does look a lot like uh, where we saw Russell Crowe hanging out in, yeah. the, in the early scenes of Man of Steel. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like the name of Superman's grandfather and I don't know if I'll ever get over it. I just think it sounds really ugly, but that's his name yeah. from the comic. Yeah. Um, yeah. They released but I think a, it's the one that has sort of the most unknown quantity about it. Mm-hmm. There's some empire gonna, online like, release some new pictures that have, um, mm-hmm. Sigel, uh, or Seagull. I get it. Cause Jerry Siegel, um, wearing, you know, like a blue <laughs> uniform with a red Cape and you're, can you really see the, kind of Superman influence that they're going for there. But that's one that it's just going to be very interesting to watch. I am very super interested in black lightning when it debuts on the 16th of January, because I think that's going to be a really cool show. 
The one thing I'm concerned about that, though, is it is also set in its own universe, which is a huge missed opportunity. I think it's bad form as well on behalf of CW slash DC slash Warner Brothers to take the shows that they are concerned about, which happen to be the one with a female lead and a lead of color, which is not great, um, mm-hmm. and set them in separate universes. I think that that makes the show seem difficult and problematic before we've really seen any. I mean, all the footage we've seen is probably from the two, the pilot two-parter. Right. Um, but to me, it speaks that we have no faith in this. So we didn't want to muddy our Arrow Flash mm-hmm. Legends brand by adding this to it. On the, I understand because like Oliver is the, the proto superhero in this universe. Sure. We're not really supposed to have anyone out before him except Legends kind of screwed that all up, which yeah. is fine because I love Legends. Um, but I'm dying to see it. And I think Chris Williams is going to be amazing. I think it's cool, too. And really, I what I was hoping was that they would have rethought their stand on you know black lightning being part of that universe or being able to cross over mm-hmm. or whatever because when they had crisis on earth x that would have been a perfect time to i can't believe we I didn't see him introduce him at some point right uh maybe they were spending too much time uh, do you think he'll be on supergirl's earth no i really don't I, he is on his own earth and and I really don't think you know. I'm sure if the show is popular as they're hoping it will be, I'm sure he will cross over and then uh, have a multi-Earth uh, event. But I think they're just mm-hmm. going to keep him over in Earth Atlanta or wherever the that universe takes place, <laughs> and just tell their story there. Vancouver, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the story's <laughs> supposed to take place in Atlanta. They shoot everything. And they in shot Vancouver. the rest of the series in Atlanta. Oh, okay. But they shot okay. the pilot in Vancouver. Oh, interesting. Um, which I think is really fun. If if they were, if they could afford, if it, or if it were me in charge, I would have paid Donald Glover to just show up as his character from Atlanta and like walk through the background yeah. of one of the scenes. Oh yeah. Because I think that's such a funny joke. Yeah. I can't wait for the flash to come back because we are getting the trial of, uh, of the flash. Uh, and that's the reason yeah. why we've had Cecile on the show, uh, all this time leading up to, uh, you know, a connection between the West family and then, uh, and, and, uh, and then, you know, setting her up as a DA and then Barry gets framed for murder. And now we have to go put him on trial. Wow. I cannot wait for that. I'm excited for legends to come back as well, because I think that show has been wildly on fire this season. There's been Mm -hmm. a couple duds, but that happens with every uh, episode. And I think that they've struck such a great balance, like um, the Bebo, the God of War season finale, which I thought sounded so stupid, was so good. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I'm sure you read about this, Stephen, because you know way more than I do, but they're alternating now between Supergirl yes. and Legends. Um, so I'm nervous that it's going to be the last season for both of those shows. And I hope if it is, they go out I, on a high note. I don't know. I think, you know, um, iZombie continues to go really strong at the CW. And yeah. that's one that's only been on in the spring. And they're like, hey, that's the end of our show. We'll see you next year. Uh, I think they may, you know, as they're trying to cut costs and still keep quality high, they may just have to go, you know what, Supergirl, you're getting 15 episodes for the year. Legion of of, uh, of Legends, you're getting 15 episodes of the year. And that's the story that you're going to tell. We'll split them up 7-7 or one of you can take the fall. Mm. One of you can take the spring. And that way people can still tell these stories. People are employed. We get to develop our CW universe and everybody's happy. I mean, and even I, for someone who for years has said, 
gosh, dang it. You need to have 30 episodes in a season or I'm going to be mad. <laughs> um, you know, I've kind of gotten used to what the, the doctor who method and the Netflix series method of we've got 10 episodes to tell. Let's just tell them and it'll be done. And then you'll have to wait till next year to do it. And it really wasn't until iZombie came out. Uh, and then that first season of legends came out that I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I can deal with this format. Uh, so maybe that's what they will do. Can we talk about Dr. Who really quick? I haven't seen it, but yes, go ahead. I've oh, seen the re- I've man. seen the regeneration sequence. I've seen the regeneration BBC, sequence. BBC put that online like seven hours before it aired in North America. I was so livid. I, um, I was like, I was like, uh, I knew it was airing on Sunday night. I was working on something. I forgot what I was doing. Um, but I was like, I wonder if they have the regeneration sequence online. So I just pop over to YouTube and sure enough, right there on the front page, here's, oh, you know, whatever the seven minutes segment or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, somebody ripped this already. And then I saw, nope, BBC America posted it. So. There you yeah, go. Yeah, F those guys. They're really bad about about I understand they're it's a British network, they're serving a British populace, but uh because it does simul air the same day in the North American timeline, I'd hope that they could be less they're really bad about spoiling oh, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what well, were your thoughts put, on on Doctor Who? I loved it. Um I think David Bradley as the first doctor is like a treasure. Mm-hmm. And I, I think um seeing the two doctors interact and the conclusion that they come to together and their journey through that episode is really beautiful. Um, and I think Peter Capaldi is maybe my favorite doctor now, but he wasn't your first doctor though, right? No, Matt Smith was my first doctor. Okay. All right. Um, Um, because I had a hard time with the, uh, early, the Russell T Davies stuff. I just never thought it was very interesting. I'm sorry to anyone who loves it. It's just not my, it's just not my jam. Yeah. How many seasons was Capaldi? Was he three seasons? Yeah. Three. I, I kind of didn't like him. I I liked him in in his first season. Mm -hmm. His second season, I wasn't a big fan of, but then in this third season when he was basically kind of stuck on earth and, you know, guarding the vault, and he mm-hmm. had all those problems and he was trying to deal with them and come to conclusions. And the more time he spent on earth, the more, you know, dissatisfied he was with everything. I really liked him again. So I'm kind of, I'm still kind of iffy on him, but you know, uh, his, his, uh, predecessor, the one he's taking after, uh, doctor number three, still my all time favorite. There you go. Or the influence, I guess I should say. Yeah. It's doctor interesting. I'm going to ask you when you see it. Cause, uh, of course we get obviously an intro to the 13th doctor, very brief. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a definite third doctor potential influence. Yeah. Well, I so, think, I think, you know, with, um, who's the actor that does one, you mentioned his name, David Bradley. Yeah. He was also in, uh, the Harry Potter movies and game of Thrones and game of Thrones. Uh, I think if they really wanted to do kind of like a five doctors thing, I mean, you could bring one back again because, you know, that actor is great at it. Yeah. Uh, but I think you could also get um, three's get, son who who's, yeah, uh, who's on Gotham. Yeah. Who plays uh, who plays uh, 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 the butler man. <laughs> Pennyworth. <Alfred>. Yeah. And he, <laughs> you can just have him come <laughs> in because he. <laughs> he just has a fart on a Friday for, every year for Halloween. Yeah. I, I could really see them just saying, you look enough like your dad. Why don't you come in and play your dad? I think they could make that I, work. I would love that. I, why yeah. not? It's something that's so unique to that franchise. So mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 But I'm just going to keep, I'll keep asking you on the MSP when you've seen it. Okay. I will probably watch <laughs> it this weekend. I have a couple of things I want to do. Uh, I've got to do some cleaning up. I've got to li- do some live stream and do some recording of videos. Um, but, uh, yeah, I definitely plan on watching it this weekend and I'm far enough ahead on all of our production stuff. That was one nice thing about this break is like by Tuesday afternoon, 
I had caught up with all of our shows that needed to come out this week. I still have to edit next week's Munchkinland, which is going to be a big task, but I, I was able to catch up. And then, of course, because all the company shut down for two weeks, uh, I've had a little br- bit of breather in the afternoon to spend time with family. So it's all been good. But we haven't watched uh, Doctor Who, but we have watched uh, one half of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Hey, and so this one, is the, one and a half movies. Yeah, no, well, well, we went through the first one and then we got up to the two towers just before the battle at Helm's Deep mm-hmm. and we got, you know, there's a bunch of stuff going on. And so we had to stop it and we just haven't had a chance to pick back up to to watch the rest of it. But it's funny because I love my wife. She's great, but sometimes she doesn't care about the movies like I do. Yeah. So I was upstairs in the living room watching uh, Lord of the Rings uh, or Fellowship of the Rings on must have been Sunday, Christmas Day. I started watching it. And then after that was over, I gave the kids an hour or so so that they could watch the Emoji movie. Yeah. They loved it. And even my wife right. said, oh, that's a cute movie. But the kids loved it. And my <laughs> youngest has watched it about three or four times since. But then like that evening, I was like, well, I'm going to watch, you know, Two Towers and started watching it. And, and my wife walks through and she's like, are you watching more of that movie? I'm like, yes. And she sat down and was <laughs> entertained. So I'll get her to become a nerd. Don't you worry. But yes, uh, yeah. I like uh, th- that's what we've watched. But yeah, I'll definitely watch that this weekend. Uh, one thing that I did take some time to watch two other things uh, over the holiday break. Uh, the first one is Ray and the Freedom Fighters, the animated series on the CW yeah. Seed, which is supposed it's the same actor doing the voice in the animated show as on the um, uh, Crisis on uh, Earth X uh, sh- uh, live action. But man, those two stories don't line up. You can super tell that they shot or they, they animated and they recorded all that probably last year. Yeah. Um, and they shot the crossover, I think, in June or July, maybe right around San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they done got nothing to do with each other. But yeah, I mean, they try they try fine. really, really hard. It's they try really, really hard. But it's <laughs> I want to see more of it because unfortunately, and this is the problem that I have with the CW Seed stuff is. They're like 10 minutes of each episode is 10 minutes long and you've got like a minute and a half of an intro, three minutes of an outro. So you really only got five minutes of story to tell. Mm -hmm. And there's what, six episodes, I think. And so you really only have about a 30 minute animated short. It's not enough time to develop the characters. Uh, What we were left with at the end of episode six is a huge cliffhanger. And I kind of want to see more of that but I wish it was a little bit longer and a little bit better. I agree. I also, I think they don't know what they're doing with that character yet. Um, so I think that's why I think of all the, of all the series, there's only been Vixen because Constantine isn't out yet. Yeah. Um, I think the Ray is not as cleanly done as Vixen. I think Vixen mm-hmm. had a very clear narrative that it was unpacking. Right. Um, and maybe that's because she wasn't on the shows that she wasn't, uh, um, mm-hmm. It all came out before she made her initial appearance, whereas the Ray right. stuff's coming out after. Um, but I really loved that character, and I was surprised at how great I thought he was. And I, mm-hmm. hope, I hope we get more from him. I really do. You know, going back to that discussion of, you know, bringing Black Lightning into the CW Arrowverse, mm-hmm. Constantine is a perfect example of that. Because here's this guy that was on a totally different network, totally different show that was not even supposed to be part of the greater DC universe, and yet... Somehow he keeps appearing in Legends and on other shows. He's magic. Uh, well, yes, he is magic. But, I mean, it, it makes sense then that 
if Black Lightning does well, that we will see him cross over and become part of that. I don't know. Uh, you know, there was this whole thing where, where Keystone City was shielded for decades and people had forgotten about it. And suddenly the yeah. shield went down and yeah, Central yeah. City and Keystone City are right from each other. And there's a flash over there. They might be able to do something like that with with Black Lightning if they really, really want to bring him into the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever city he's in suddenly just appears and people are like, oh, my gosh, we didn't know this. That'd and be great. There you go. Um, the other show that I watched, and I don't know if you've seen this yet, is Godless on Netflix. No, um, I refused to watch it because it was marketed as a town without women. And then someone broke down the pilot and men had 74% of the dialogue. Yeah, they and now, do. Now, um, Jason has watched it. And I do know that that's not actually the conceit of the show is actually more about uh, Jeff, not Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels? Yeah, Jeff Daniels Whatever. is the main bad guy. Yeah, yes. it's mm-hmm. more about like his character and his story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, to me, it was marketed as like the show about women and da, 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 And then it wasn't. So I was like, well, OK, I'm not going to watch it. But I know everyone who has watched it really loves it. Um, it really is good. Scott, and the Scott Johnson really loved it, too. The uh, actors, the the actresses that they have in the show are mm-hmm. really, really good, too. And they really are exploring some complex dynamics of character development with the women more so than the men, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are some daddy issues, uh, some feelings of inadequacy that the men are having in their in their tale throughout the eight episodes. But the women, you're exploring, what does it mean to love another woman? What does it mean to be jealous in a relationship? What does it mean to be the richest person in town when er- where everyone despises you? Uh, what does it mean to try to figure out a way to keep the town together when 90% of the men are gone? And uh, the final episode, when they, you know, pull out all stops and just uh, it's about a 90 minute gunfight is what it feels like. Uh, They're really, really good. So if you get a chance, watch it. But it seems like maybe Jason's already watched it. So maybe you won't. But uh, it's I think it's worth checking out. I was really, really impressed with it. And I, I was kind of the same way as you were, where it's like, oh, it's a town all by women. And then I heard a fresh air episode with the mm-hmm. director where he's like, well, so it's not completely all women. Here's yeah. the reason for it. And I was like, Meh, OK, I'll give it a chance. Well, he's going to watch Black Mirror and I don't watch that. So. Oh, OK. Well, <laughs> I, I watched the first today. season I, of that. Yeah, I watched I the first of, season. I heard of about that. the episode with the pig and I was like, I don't need that in my life. So. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, the first episode of Black I... Mirror season one believe so and but, I uh, watched, everyone's excited about it i watched that episode and i was like Eesh. and i made it through about it i think i made it through the first season i'm like well i think that's enough for me but yeah. <laughs> I, I guess there's some high praise for the star trek uh parody slash whatever they're you doing you know what i'm so sick of star trek parody <laughs> shows <laughs> like between yeah, between that and the orville i'm like can we just make star trek and can we make it good yeah. like is that such a thing to ask for, but apparently so, it is. <laughs> are you then looking forward to more discovery or not? I am looking forward to more discovery because um, I feel like the show barely got its legs or mm-hmm. maybe a single leg. And mm-hmm. then we had to stop for this um, completely asinine break because this is a streaming show that we don't want to um, yeah, release a package as a streaming show. Yeah. So, 
I'm excited. I'm also excited because in the footage that we've seen of Anthony Rapp going forward, his eyes are all glazed over and he looks like an esper, like Gary Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, that from the original No Man Has Gone Before pilot. And I think Gary is one of the greatest Star Trek creations that has never been revisited in the television show. There are some really great comics about him. Yeah. Um, so if that's where it's go, I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, I'm mixed on the first half of the season, but... I'm ex- I'm excited to get more of it. I'm not excited to pay for more of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I am excited for Discovery to come back. But I just think it's so odd that the year or the, the television year, because obviously it'll be 2018, that we get another Star Trek show. We also greenlit all these ripoff Star Trek shows. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's sort of okay with it. Like it's the, the, the atmosphere around it is very strange to me. I don't mm-hmm. quite understand it. I think that's a big problem for Paramount and CBS th- that they've kind of. <laughs> It should be, <laughs> you know, ironically, you see more Star Wars fan films than you see Star Trek fan films, because every time a, uh, someone has tried to do a Star Trek fan film, present company excluded, Paramount seems to jump all over your case and try to shut you down. Whereas no, with Star Wars, because it's because one fan film made a million dollars. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, never made their fan film. Um you know, when you're a big company, that's a that's a big deal. But mm-hmm. so they've laid down right. They laid down these rules now. And that's why they're suing people or threatening to sue people subsequently because people aren't aren't following the rules where Star Wars had these rules in place for a long time. But everyone right. seems to follow them because they've been around since the. Right. But what's but what's this weird, crazy part is while Paramount has been too busy chasing after all these little, you know, YouTube uh, mm-hmm. fan film creators, they've totally missed two major studios coming forward with star Trek stuff and they seem helpless to do it. And it almost feels like they are on the brink of having their IP just kind of fall apart if they, if they're not careful. It's true. Um, although there has, there have always been like since Orville launched, THR has been running like, is Paramount going to sue or or CBS going to sue them this week? Like there's been this undercurrent of this lawsuit. Yeah. Um, we'll see Fox obviously doesn't care. Yeah. Um, and they have more of the critical darling. So I guess they're it's it's to them to not really care. <laughs> and maybe and maybe and I don't know if um, Seth uh, Seth owns Seth McFarlane. Yeah. If he owns that whole production outright and Fox is just licensing it. But with the 21st century Fox and uh, Disney merger coming on, mm-hmm. maybe Paramount's like, oh, my gosh, we can't do this because we can't go up against Disney. That's so funny. I would assume he owns it outright. Um, That's what I would imagine, too. He's the highest paid writer in Hollywood. He can kind of do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ashley, 2017 is almost to a close. And this past week on the Major Spoilers podcast, uh, we shared our top favorite things of 2017 in comics, movies, television, and games. Uh, I know you've heard our uh, top uh, Mm -hmm. fives or top threes, really, in each of those categories. Nate is saying, Stephen, I'm glad you put The Last Jedi on on my best of list for 2017. Yes, it came in at number four. I was wondering if you have some top picks for 2017. Uh, For movies, I actually think 2017 has been really lacking for movies. Mm, Okay. Um, When I look at the movies that are getting awards or award nominations, we're kind of coming up on that. I think a lot of our lackluster uh, Wonder Woman has to be up there. Mm -hmm. I think Wonder Woman, uh, like Superman, the original Superman has changed the landscape of superhero filmmaking. Um, I think it's incredibly important to the current state of the DC film universe and maybe one of the only things still keeping it alive, unfortunately, um, regardless of whether I like the movies or not. Yeah. Um, I really liked The Shape of Water. Oh, good. I 
I don't think it's perfect, but I would rather see more movies like that, that try to do something different and try to do something weird and try to do mm-hmm. something beautiful, frankly, than another Ant-Man movie. Yeah. So even if it's flawed and imperfect, I appreciate its existence. And before we get away um, from shape of before we get away from shape of water, let me just say this because yeah. I've gotten a couple of email, I got one email and a couple of tweets from people this week saying, "How does the shape of water fit into the Hellboy universe?" And the answer is quite simple, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are saying, oh, no, this is a proto uh, a prequel to the Hellboy series because this is clearly Abe Sapien. No, it's not. It's played by Doug Jones, who played Abe Sapien. The creature is not Abe Sapien because Abe Sapien was locked away in a tank since the uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Guillermo del Toro has come out and said, no, this is not connected to the Hellboy universe. He doesn't own the rights to the Hellboy. The Hellboy movie just wrapped in Bulgaria with David Harbour. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's actually, if you, I guess if you want to franchise it, it's his answer to Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes, exactly. And that's really kind of the way he approached it from, uh, you know, from his big mo- love of the classic uh, Universal Monsters is mm-hmm. I wanted to tell a story where the Creature from the Black Lagoon is sympathetic and the white man who's trying to kill the creature from the black lagoon is really comes out as an evil person. So look at it, look at it from that way. And I think it'll make a lot more sense. Also, I am wearing my BPRD Fez today. (laughs) Yeah. I am wearing my BPRD Fez today. Uh, I couldn't find my Hellboy Fez. Hmm. I wonder if there's something Hellboy related that happened this week that really shocked a lot of people and has them suddenly taking notice of a series that they thought was done with. That's dun, pretty cool. Dun, dun. And, and uh, Mike Mignola came out and said that this surprise has been years in the making. So I, quite cool. stuff like that has to be. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and with you him, know. with him especially because he doesn't just sit down and just rattle something off. I mean, he sits in plans and figures out how this all works in the greater universe of the Mignola verse. And uh, that surprise, I, I was fine with the way it ended with Hellboy and hell. But with mm-hmm. this uh, with this reveal, I'm kind of excited again. And of course, the uh, Rasputin series that is uh, that just wrapped or the third issue just came out this week or last week. Fantastic! You guys really need to go check that out. Uh, nice. So, uh, Shape of Water on your list, Wonder Woman on your list. What else do you have on your movies list? Uh, Get Out. Yes, I really uh, hope definitely. that wins a lot of awards. I don't think so. I hope so, uh, but I don't. I don't. Thanks. Considering it got snubbed for the Golden Globes. Yeah. Not that the Golden Globes matter. Not that any of it matters, really. No, um, no. <laughs> if we're going to be honest. Um, but I, I don't I don't know. Um, it'd be interesting. I think Coco was really great. Mm, yes. um, and I think it's the right direction. Those kind of stories, uh, Coco and Moana, are the right direction for Disney uh, slash Disney affiliates, I guess mm-hmm. Pixar, uh, to be moving into and I'm excited to see more done in that realm. There was the announcement that came out that they're doing an LGBT princess and everyone lost their minds. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. So yeah, those are the movies that I think I really liked this year. What about, uh, what about comic books? Do you have some favorites on the comic book list? Uh, I think Mr. Miracle has been really great. I think mm-hmm. DC killed it. I think DC won this year. I mean, not that, again, not that it's a competition, but I think DC really had a great clean sweep. Um, yeah. I think Super Sons was really, really good. Um, I'm trying to... Think. I also read a lot of comics this year that didn't come out this year. This was a big mm. year of 
me reading like I read all a bunch of golden age wonder woman stuff that I never read before that was maybe my favorite thing that I read this year um and I I think Archie's sort of aggressive expansion of their line Betty and Veronica um Vixens is really great Jughead the Mm -hmm. Hunger got an ongoing series which is Mm -hmm. great Sabrina's going away forever because Roberto Aguirre Sacasa is too busy writing Riverdale but that's really great so I'm so sad that we're not getting that that series on a regular basis I know and I I'm pleading, Archie, I know you're listening. Alex Segura, come on. Um, I think Roberto Aguirre Sacasa should um, script the story, write the yeah. story, and someone else should script it because yeah. that book is so good and it deserves to come out. And um, I understand that he's a busy man and that's great, but that I, I, I don't think it should stop because he's not the person doing it. Yeah, and it's not officially stopped, though. I mean, it's just It's like, on sort of a permanent hiatus. Yeah, on a until semi- such a time whenever... as yeah. Well, I, I have a feeling that when this uh, Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina lands on mm-hmm. what Hulu now or Netflix, I forget Netflix. where it's landing. Um, I have a feeling that there will be a strong resurgence of interest in the comic book series, which will I really think they're going to have to do with what they're doing in the Hellboy universe. Mignola comes out with a plot idea and then mm-hmm. someone like Chris Roberson, who's doing the Rasputin story, you know, tightens it up and, and comes up with the, the script. And then Christopher Mittens goes in and does all, all of the artwork on it. So I'm hoping he would be okay with that. But as showrunner of Riverdale and Sabrina and, and writing for Supergirl, Supergirl yeah. and, you know, he's doing so much else. I mean, that's great for Archie that they have a powerhouse like that in Absolutely. the industry. But at the same time, he is really talented as a writer. Not saying that Mark Wade isn't with the art, with, uh, with Archie or that Alex Segura isn't with the Archies. It's different though. Yeah, it is different though. And <laughs> the Archies uh, is fun. I like that book too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Look for the monkeys coming up in March on that or no January in that, yeah. in that series. So that'll um, be exciting. If people do like chilling Avengers, Sabrina though, want something similar. Black magic came back from image mm. comics with Greg mm-hmm. Rucka and Nicholas Scott, um, mm-hmm. which is, which is in the modern age, modern fantasy, uh, which is really, really good. I think it's a really underrated image book. I think image is in a little bit of a downslope right now. Um, compared to where they maybe were like in 2013, but that just happens with all comics and sort of ebb and flow. And I think black magic is one of the most consistently great books when it's being published. And I would encourage people to check that out this year too. All right, cool. I'm working on something that has to do with an image title that has oddly changed direction in the last, uh, like 10 issues and has suddenly (laughs) dropped off the top 300 list at the same time. That, oh. uh, that Diamond reports on. So I'm waiting to hear back from somebody who I think's on vacation until next week. But hopefully, I will hear back from him and have a have a fascinating story that Matthew and I started talking about last night, and then uh, spilled over into an email exchange. And now I just I'm just curious as what's going on with this book. Nice. Um, but you know, Image Comics is creator owned, and as long as the creators are fronting the money to get the book published, and then it makes money, they can do whatever they want. And yep. this book has been around for forever. So it's uh, it's not like it's going to go away anytime soon. So um, do you have any uh, best of TV stuff this year for this year? Um, I think Vice Principals season two came out mm. this year. It's amazing. Um, it's an HBO comedy with uh, that dude from Eastbound and Down, whose name I never remember. Yeah. And Walton Goggins, uh, Danny McBride. That's his yep. name. Um, I really love Walton Goggins from Justified, and he's very funny here. Um, the two seasons are all it's going to be. They were shot at the same time. They're of a piece. It's There's no wasted space. It's really, really funny, and it's only 10 episodes. So if you're mm-hmm. looking for a funny show and you have HBO Go, I think that was maybe the funniest show I saw this year. Doctor Who season 10 
which I know Matthew also really loved, I thought was was priceless. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill is amazing. Capaldi was amazing. And Nardal is unexpectedly great because I yeah. didn't enjoy him in his first Christmas special. I so. just really don't like Nardal. I know people love him, but I just, <laughs> I, I'm just like, I've seen this actor in other roles and I really don't like him as characters in the other roles. And I think that tainted was his character here. Is, was it what? Little Britain? No, it was a musical movie that came out a few years ago. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else came out? I think Arrow's been great this year. I think of all the DC TV shows, it's definitely been the strongest. Um, and Punisher uh, was unexpectedly amazing. And That's I, one don't, that it, I don't I don't care for Punisher at all. So. Yeah, I've had a tough time getting through that because of the extreme violence. There um, is definitely that. And there's a torture episode that I skipped entirely. I don't know if I've gotten to that episode. The where I left it off was after the assault in the woods. Mm-hmm. That's where I've stopped. Uh, and I just there's been some other things that I wanted to watch that I just haven't gotten back to Punisher. I plan on getting back to Punisher before the next season comes out or before Jessica Jones comes out. Um, But it's, I know it's really, really, it's really hard for me to get through a lot of that violence where it just seems to be, let's see how violent we can make this as opposed to let's deal with how does a soldier react to all of this violence. And they, at least with one character, we're starting to see the PTSD uh, come to the surface and them trying to address that. But Ooh, there's they a, definitely get to it with a number of characters by the end, which I think good. is the great strength of the series. Um, and when you consider that the things we got before this were Iron Fist and Defenders, I think it's a real palate cleanser for the Marvel Netflix universe. Good. Well, hopefully it will continue to stay on Netflix uh, in September <laughs> of, of 2019 when Disney launches their own <laughs> streaming service and uh, pulls all of their stuff yeah. home <laughs> under one umbrella. Any other television stuff? To my list, but uh, it's not over yet, so yeah. <laughs> can't make an accurate assessment of. Have one more so far, weekend of, think, uh, of fun stuff. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, Ashley, this has been a lot of fun to have you on the show, and I know we've uh, missed you on the last couple of weeks from the Major Spoilers podcast. But hey, going to see your mom is a heck of a lot more important than hanging out with a bunch of nerds. Uh, she thinks so. <laughs> well, I'm glad she does. And I'm glad you had a lot of fun on your trip, even though you were frozen inside for, for most of the time. So any, yeah, you'd expect nothing. <laughs> any plans for the uh, last weekend of 2017? I'm going to sleep. Um, <laughs> I got a new, I have a bunch of like housekeeping stuff to do. Yeah. I signed with a new manager, so I have to get all that sorted before the new year. Um, Got to start a new workout plan, and I have to unpack from my trip. So any it's be, any, it's any word on Jupiter great. Jet in 2018? Um, word on how many people figured out issue number two? Uh, not yet. I think the so here's the thing. Um, the solicitations were due for uh, the the December order were due right in the middle of a Christmas holiday. A nightmare on the 18th. Yeah. I mean, and then even then my LCS person, she, she always waits until like the 22nd of the month to say, you know, like that day before Christmas, basically, Hey, do you have any comics for this month? And I'm like, no, not except what's on my pull list in Jupiter jet. But I really think that if people weren't able to get their solicitations in, still contact your, your comic shop and tell them, Hey man, I want to get Jupiter Jet. I want to get, you know, these these other comics that I that I really want because they can add them onto the list. Uh, it just causes they a little can. bit more headaches for the for the distributor. But 
that's the distributor's problem to deal with. You want comics. Absolutely. Also, it means if you do stuff like that and they didn't print adequate numbers, it means that they get to do a second printing, which can Mm -hmm. be great. Yeah. Or you can do something. Yeah. Even if you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you could even do something. (laughs) I think we're on a delay, but that's okay. Go ahead and finish up your thoughts, Ashley. (laughs) If you have missed the whatever the original due date is, pre-ordering something at any point, even if it's a couple hours before that book comes out, is the most powerful thing you can do to support a comic book at all. Mm -hmm. And I think, (laughs) honestly, if I were to make a prediction for 2018, I think one of the big things that we are going to see come to a head before the end of 2018 is the three-month solicitation pre-order system. I think people are angry enough. (laughs) I think people are angry enough. I think publishers are angry enough. I think uh, comic shops are angry enough. And I think fans are angry enough that when they finally hear about a a book, doesn't matter what book it is, Brian Michael Bendis uh, taking over Superman with issue 1001. It's not, uh, it's a a rumor, just me saying that. I'm not saying it's true, but Brian Michael Bendis, Action Comics 1001. Um, People are going to find out about that two days before the issue hits because that's when USA Today and the New York Times and Wall Street Journal are all going to have the stories on it. And that's when the greater audience is going to find out about it. The problem is January 18th, the orders for that comic that's coming out in April are due. And yes, I'm sure comic shops will pre-order a crap ton of them. But there's going to be a lot of people walking into the store saying, yeah, I want this 1001 issue of of Superman. And they're going to say, where were you four months ago? And I think that this pre-order system is really going to come to a head in 2018. And there's going to have to be a change made. I will also say, um, having worked on the editorial slash publishing side, it doesn't take three months to print a book. Right. Um, So I don't wholly understand why it's that way. Maybe it did. Maybe that's what the process was when it was started, but it's Mm -hmm. not anymore. Yeah. So I would, uh, from your mouth to the comic (laughs) God's ears that that changes next year. That'd be great for me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, Ashley, I certainly hope you have a good rest of your 2017. Let's kick 2018 off on a great start and uh, do a lot more cool things. Create a lot of comics, tell a lot of stories, create some podcasts, lots of videos online. Of course, uh, listeners and viewers, you can find more of Ashley on the Major Spoilers podcast, occasionally here on Finally Friday. And of course, you can find her at uh, Jawin's uh, uh, YouTube channel, J-A-W-I-I-N. What shows are you doing right now? It seems like a, a ton of them. Oh, my God. Um, so we're right now we're kind of in our hiatus. We're doing all kinds of cool in between fan theories and predictions and unpacking what's coming in the new year. But uh, in a normal week, we do Supergirl, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, Arrow, Game of Thrones when it's on uh, and Star Trek. So and then there'll That's be stuff in between when Doctor Who comes back. We'll pick up Doctor Who again. So. There you go. Ashley Victoria Robinson. Where can people find you on Twitter? Twitter at Ashley V Robinson, also on Instagram where I do giveaways. So come and get free stuff. Yeah, definitely get some free stuff and head over to majorspoilers.com slash giveaway. Enter our Legion of Superheroes uh, uh, and let's see, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes Volume 1. The contest ends in just a few days, ends on the 31st. So here's your chance to get an entire volume of Legion of Superheroes and Superboy comics for free. All you have to do is enter over at majorspoilers.com slash giveaway. I've had a great conversation. I think this is actually a great way to end 2017, even though for the most part, I just wanted to say, screw you, 2017. Let's get to 2018. (laughs) Let's hope 2018 isn't sitting there going, here, hold my beer, and just makes this a nightmare. (laughs) But uh, 
Let's make this a great 2018. We will see you next week in the new year. And until then, take care, everyone, and be safe, be nice. And as Ashley is oft to say, make smart choices. Take care, everyone. <laughs>